you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Immediately, you, you recognize the talent level. It was just off the charts. Fields from the pocket. Rare, rare physical specimen. Fields looking to throw at plenty of time. Down the middle of the field. Olave's wide open. Sometimes you think he's supernatural. Hey everyone, it's Daniel Jeremiah from Move the Sticks. And I'm Bucky Brooks, and this is Justin Fields 360. All right, Buck, again, one of the favorite things that we do uh, on the Move the Six podcast are these 360 episodes we do before the draft where we highlight a couple of the top players and we devote an entire episode to doing a deep dive uh, as if we were scouting, right? You know, cultivating those sources, uh, talking to coaches, teammates, uh, anybody we can find to learn more about a player. And I feel like we've got a pretty thorough look coming your way here on Justin Fields. Yeah, I think it's a very thorough look because we had an opportunity to talk to a couple of coaches that know Justin Fields really, really well uh, as private coach, as high school coach. We had a chance to talk to coaches that have continued to foster his development along the way, his head coach at Ohio State, Ryan Day. And then some of the other coaches and teammates that also are able to paint a picture on how Justin Fields has become one of the top prospects in this 2021 draft. You know, it'd be helpful to have somebody on that's that's coached him to a championship. And uh, uh, we do. I want you to tell that story, Buck, for those that don't know. Well, I wish I could say that I could, I could, I could claim him. But what I can say is I watched a guy play <laughs> at an extraordinary level um, at an Elite 11 camp. And I think what really stands out to me about watching Justin Fields when I first was exposed to him when he was a high school going into his senior year, um, just the raw talent that he displayed. I mean, you talk about someone who at the time was really built uh, like an NFL player. Uh, tremendous arm talent, can make the throws. And for a guy who came in really celebrated as a dual threat, he shredded opponents with his ability to throw from the pocket. And what was unusual about the way he did it, uh, at the time we were introducing what they call pure progression concepts, where it's not just your old uh, curl flat reads or whatever, mm -hmm. Quarterbacks are really tasked with reading across the field. And for whatever reason, it really worked with his game and his eye. And he shredded and terrorized opponents with his ability to do that. And I think it gave us a preview of what was to come for him as a college player. Yeah, I remember going up there. I remember visiting with him and talking with him. Uh, and it was like talking to a 10-year pro after it was over. Mm -hmm. And I remember visiting with you, have, having uh, been around him for the whole time. You're like, this kid is the real deal. I mean, this is a 17, 18-year-old kid. Um, that you got a chance to coach and watch, learn and and perform at an elite level, no pun intended, uh, there at the Elite 11. And that's kind of where his journey uh, began in terms of getting on the NFL's radar, uh, I should say. But it started uh, well before that. And that's what we've accomplished here on this episode. We tried to go back in the Wayback Machine here to learn a little bit more about Justin Fields. So when we're looking at his development, you know, high school, some of those early years and, and maybe some experiences he had in a different sport, um, one of the voices we were excited to talk to was a guy named Ron Veal, uh, who was a private quarterback coach who worked not only with Justin Fields, it actually worked with Trevor Lawrence as well. Um, but we had a chance to visit with him about his first impressions uh, of Justin Fields. What was it like the first time that you met Justin at a camp or your first interactions? I met Justin at a, a youth camp and um, Justin was a little short, stocky kid. He was always built and he was playing travel baseball and uh I can remember he always, always was athletic and he was able to move really well. Um, by playing baseball, he was really fluid with his motion and he pitched too. So we always had that difficulty of switching the pitching between the quarterbacking. But it was on the same level. I met him at a youth camp and they could see that you could see the athleticism in him early because his coordination was there too. Coach, can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? I mean, for those that are watching, listening, just the uh, the challenge when you have a pitcher versus a thrower. Like, how, how how do you go about trying to tweak that, or what are the what are the focus points on that? 
Well, it's a hard, hard thing to do, uh, especially for a kid that's young. Um, it's two different motions, but they kind of similar, similar in some ways and some aspects. But I always, always encourage kids who play travel ball or baseball or football at the same time to take a football to practice, either throw it before or after practice, just to try to try to keep that release in the in in a perfect place or a good place until you come back to football, you know, full time. And some kids can be able to switch that switch um, really, really fast. And some takes maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks to switch it. But then just in case, he was able to switch it within the two weeks and get right back to his quarterback, quarterback and throwing motion. It's kind of tough for some kids, you know, but some kids can do it really well. You know, Coach, to, to even expand on the baseball thing, I don't know how many people really know how deep Justin Fields' baseball background was. How good of a baseball player was he? Was he seriously a high-level player, or was it something that he just did because he could do it in high school and beyond? Nah, he was a high-level player. I believe if he would have played more, because he kind of gave up travel ball around ninth grade, if I'm not mistaken. And from what they were saying last year or two years ago before he went to Georgia, if he would have played more baseball, they said it was a protected to be a first-round pick. So, yeah, that that was that's pretty good high-level baseball. <laughs> uh, yeah, first-round baseball, it, uh, yeah, that's it. pretty high-level, Coach. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would love good. to know just with these two kids, with, with those two kids being together, Coach, um, did they ever train together? Did Justin and Trevor ever train together? And if so, what was that like? Well, we only did it one time. I said two, but they said one. Um, we had it where going into their freshman year, Georgia and Clemson, we had them on the field together. And usually neither one of them talked during a session. So this session was even extra quiet because you could see the competitive level go and go and go. And there was this type of session where you don't really say much. You just watch and enjoy it because it wasn't much to say. It was just they they went at it from head from the start to the finish. And um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, Coach, how unusual is it to have two, I mean, top picks within 35 miles of each other? Is there a high better quarterback talent in that area in Georgia? Yeah, right now, I, I'm kind of biased, but yeah, I think we have a, a good group of people training quarterbacks in Atlanta right now, and um, Atlanta has a good group of kids, maybe 15, 20 kids right now got D1 office here in Georgia, and um I don't know if it's a hotbed, but something is happening. Something, something good is happening on our end, and we'll take it. So, like I said, those two kids are helping so many other kids that they probably don't even know about, like, as far as their dreams of playing at the next level or even making it to the NFL. But what they're doing is really helping a lot of kids in the Metro from the standpoint, like, I can do the same thing if I really, really focus on what I'm doing and – and I respect and have humble, be humble about the game. There's nowhere it can take me, somewhere, you know? Buck, I thought some interesting stuff there uh, from Ron Veal talking about Justin, you know, going back to the, the combination there with the football and the baseball. I thought that stuff was very interesting. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, DJ, when we look at some of the top quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL now, they certainly have a baseball background. And we've talked to other coaches who've talked about having middle infield hands and how the skills from baseball certainly can help uh, a football player, a quarterback. And so uh, I think that is an interesting observation that Coach Field made and also just the overall competitiveness that uh, Justin Fields has displayed throughout their time working together. Well, you think about the other thing he said was fascinating to me was about Justin and Trevor having grown up close to each other. We knew about that, uh, but then having competed with each other and actually trained with each other, uh, a very a very quiet session, but a very competitive session. And it, it really is not the last time that they've uh, faced each other. Obviously, we know about the epic battles between Clemson and Ohio State, uh, but there's also what took place at the Elite 11, the event where you were coaching at, Buck. Justin Fields, you give him time, he's going to hurch you. So two drives, two scores. Turn, get your eyes around. Good, Justin. At that event, Justin Fields, he brought home the MVP award, and I happened to be up there along with uh, our buddy Rhett Lewis covering the event, and uh, we had a chance to, to visit with Justin following his MVP performance. 
All right, Red Lewis here with uh, some talented quarterbacks. Here to my left, Daniel Jeremiah here with us. And then down on the edge, we've got a Super Bowl champion quarterback and the head coach of the Elite 11 program. Trent Dilfer is here with us. Trent, gracious enough to provide the very best quarterbacks in the country uh, here for the opening finals. Trent, glad to have you here with us, sitting next to a pretty darn good one himself. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pretty sure I'm the least talented quarterback <laughs> on set right now. I'll introduce you to the 2017 Elite 11 MVP, Justin Fields from Harrison, sure. Georgia. He's sure. done an incredible job, not just this weekend, but through the entire process. Uh, one of the more special kids we've had a chance to coach. I mean, you're a big physical guy, yeah. but uh, what was the one thing you take away from this week that'll help you on the high school football field this year? Uh, really just the main thing, just tying my uh, feet with my eyes and just, just really just going through the progressions. Uh, so out there, we, we run a lot of pure progression plays, which means we have a one, two, three. So, so just really just getting on the same page with my guys and just just reading the play out another thing we really like about justin is we love quarterback development we love what how it's growing in the space but more than that we love dual sport athletes 96 percent of nfl starting quarterbacks were dual sport athletes in high school he's an elite dual sport athlete he's an elite football player and elite baseball player too so i think that cross training the ability to play in big moments in different sports Justin's done it. He's checked those boxes at an early stage of life. And I think it gives him his, his, a distinct advantage whenever you put him on a stage that might be too big for some people. First day of school, the yeah. fall this year, mm -hmm. I need you to wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to wear the shirt and I need just, the sleeve as well. Show up. Walk right, into class. Don't, don't even acknowledge. Just walk right in. Yeah, I got it. All right. I will. He might do it. <laughs> I might. Yeah, it's a good chance. A uh, guy that has risen to the top here and uh, Justin Fields, uh, that was fielded what some 40 scholarship offers uh i mean sure. how are you feeling about that whole process uh the process was great i mean yeah. uh going back to it i mean uh in in my bedroom i, I just just want an offer from mercer so i mean <laughs> i've i've really come a long way so i mean it's just great seeing the hard work pay off all right justin fields the 2017 elite 11 the opening mvp here Oh, Buck, that, first of all, that shirt was phenomenal. It was that bright pink shirt that you guys had yes. on the quarterbacks up there that year. <laughs> so I think he would have stood out. I think he goes to school the first day. He's got the sleeveless bright pink shirt. I think it would have been a winner. Yeah, I think it absolutely would have been a winner. Uh, he's a remarkable player, a remarkable kid, obviously watching him progress. And you can hear, like, your conversation is fascinating to me. This is a guy who kind of got it really, really early. And at that performance at Elite 11, kind of cemented his status as one of the top quarterbacks in all of high school ranks. Yeah, the maturity to me, like just, just talking with him, you go back and listen to it again. Obviously, I remember the interview, but you go back and hear it again, and it's like you're talking to a 10-year pro. It really is. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible to see how level-headed he was with all the hype surrounding him going through the high school process and All-American and all, everything else. Uh, coming out of that event is kind of the, the premier player. And to be just as cool and calm and collected as he was at that age was uh, was unusual, to say the least. Uh, outstanding, outstanding on his part. All right, Buck, let's keep this thing moving here with our next guest who knows Justin very well. That's because he coached Justin at Harrison High School. His name is Matt Dickman, and here's our conversation. All right, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time for us today. I guess my, my first question would be, what was the first time that you saw or heard of Justin Fields? Well, when I got there, I remember in 2013 was my first season and, you know, getting adjusted. And his dad had sent a video, highlight video of him in the junior program. And it was pretty impressive. And when you see a young man like that, you're just hoping that he's going to reach his full potential. But uh, definitely was impressed by the, the video that his dad had put together and sent me. What was it like the first time you got on the field with Justin and got a chance to, to actually coach him? Well, when we got to work with him in camp, you could see that he was pretty special. And then he went into his freshman year. We kept him with the freshman because we had a pretty talented quarterback, Lorenzo Nunez, who ended up going to South Carolina at the time. So okay. he stayed with the freshman and was very productive there. But just to watch him drop back and throw the ball down the field, you knew you had somebody that was pretty special. And anytime you have a quarterback that can throw the ball the way he could, you know that uh, probably good things are in store down the road. Was there was there a wow moment at all, Coach, once you got him up to the varsity level? Was there a moment in practice uh, where maybe you guys kind of looked around at each other and say, okay, this is a little different now? Well, definitely when we started putting in some new plays, like the first time we put in power read, he went 60 yards to the house. So we knew that was a pretty good play. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, having a quarterback like Justin Fields, 
I mean, you, you thought outside the box, you know, the next year, uh, his junior year, and and uh, just everything he did, he just took it to another level. That's just Justin for you. He's so, you know, talented. Justin Fields in the shotgun, steps up in the pocket, gets away, 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, spins at the 2, and scores. Unbelievable. I do not believe what I just saw. What was he like from a work ethic standpoint, Coach? Somebody's obviously tremendously gifted, uh, but you don't get to where he is right now without matching that with a work ethic. Yeah, he's just never really satisfied. Um, it was like that in high school. If, uh, you know, one time uh, we scored 43 points and we lost 45-43 his senior year, and he was trying to take the blame for that loss because he had a fumble. Um, but that just makes him work that much harder. But He's very humble. He always is going to take the responsibility, even when it's not his. You've seen that through his high school career. You've seen that through his college career. Um, he likes to be challenged. He definitely likes to hear the critics. He just soaks it all in. And usually when people are maybe trash talking about him for a while, you're going to see a great outcome probably the following week or down the road. That's just the way he is. He's, it just makes him work that much harder. You know, Coach, I think of that that fighter that almost kind of tastes his own blood and then takes his, his game to a whole nother level. We we saw that on the national scale, uh, on the national stage, I should say, against Clemson, where he takes that huge shot and then goes on to play probably the best game of his college career. Uh, was there an example of his toughness that stood out to you uh, during your time together in high school? Well, it was the same thing. You know, if he tweaked his ankle or something like that, he would usually just fight through it. You know, that's just Justin the way he is. Um, you know, unfortunately, he did break, you know, his finger his senior year, which he couldn't, he probably could have overcame that, but he just wouldn't be able to throw the ball, unfortunately. But that's just, you know, him. He did the same thing when he got hurt against uh, Penn State when he hurt his uh, MCL, and then he went into the Michigan game. He got hit, went out, came in the next play, throws a touchdown pass. That's, that's just him. He's kind of sometimes you think he's supernatural, you know, just because of the athlete he is. Coach, what was he like as a baseball player? Well, he's pretty talented there, too, playing shortstop, you know, and he's he's such a smart, you know, smart kid, too. And I guess he's not a kid. He's a young man now. But, you know, baseball, football, just smart, um, just knew how to play the game. Great hitter. Um, he probably, you know, could have went to the next level in baseball. And I know that's kind of what I think his dad was hoping, but uh, his heart was set on on football. It always was. How would you describe the personality there with Justin? You know, he's a real humble young man. He was very mature um, for his age. Now, he likes to have fun, but it was all business. I mean, he's just a lot different than what his teammates, um, when it came to just focusing and just being more mature. You know, not that he didn't like to have a good time, but you could just tell that with his work ethic, his maturity, he just he just always wanted to continue to get better. You know, that's what he always wanted to do, and he was never satisfied. I really think his senior year, he knew the offense so well that uh, it was a good thing that he left halfway through the year and went to Georgia because I think he was getting bored um, just with high school. You know, he needed a new challenge. Did you did you keep up with him through that, Coach? I know you know obviously the time at Georgia and then and moving on to Ohio State was there uh, was that some adversity for him during those years? Yeah, I always keep in touch with him and his dad. You know, I know his dad really well. His dad's a great man. But yeah, that you know that's a tough time. But you know that adversity has made him stronger, and uh, he's a man of faith. So you know, Justin cer certainly believes that you know that's what was meant to be and. That was, uh, you know, he really enjoyed his time at Georgia. I mean, he learned a lot. And I think it's just a stepping stone to, you know, where he is today. It just didn't work out, and you know, and it, and it did at Ohio State. Was was there was there a rivalry at all with him and Trevor, you know, both being Georgia guys and, and really the top two quarterbacks in the country? I went and saw him uh, at the opening there at, at Nike headquarters. We covered that here at NFL Network that year. And, and those were the two guys you knew about. You went in there and say, this is this is one A, one B, whichever way you go. Um, but w were they aware of one another as a rivalry there in high school? Yeah, I think those two, you know, we never played them because they were in a diff different um, size level of school. You know, we were bigger than them, even though they were a very talented school for their size. But uh, I think their rivalry was just, they were, I think they were good friends from what I know. But I think that, you know, the Elite 11 competition brought the best out of both of them. 
Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's been fun to watch both those guys compete. And uh, Justin, uh, what he did at the high school level, you're able to continue to develop him. And it must have been enjoyable to watch the success he enjoyed, particularly there at Ohio State. And uh, it's got to be exciting for you as you, you get to watch him take that final step here to the National Football League. Well, it's been great. You know, first of all, just to coach him in high school. I mean, there wasn't really anything we couldn't do. And we really changed the offense to suit um, him his junior year and with the RPO system and he really he just really flourished and then uh, you know getting the chance to go to Ohio State you know I was born and raised in Ohio so it was really uh, it was fun for me to watch him play at Ohio State so even though it was quick and then COVID hit but uh, sure have enjoyed the time working with him and getting to watch him play and looking forward to just you know seeing what he can do at the next level and I think he'll do well because he always has you know. I thought the story about the first time he put him in and power read, he goes 60 yards to the house. Um, to me, reminded me much of his first experience at Ohio State on, a, I believe, it was a zone read early on there. Boom, he was gone for a long one. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just get a special talent and you kind of have to unleash it. The fact that he's playing varsity as a freshman uh, <laughs> is one of those things that you just don't see, but uh, they kept with it. And I think they talked about his work ethic. Dickman talked about his work ethic, how he's never satisfied, always trying to get after it. Um, when you watch him and you watch how physically he's put together, you can tell this is a guy that puts a lot of time in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody likes to be challenged. I love that. And we'll see. I mean, I, you know, we'll see how everything goes and where he ends up and, and how his, his future unfolds. But I think he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be able to at least manufacture that chip uh, on his shoulder a little bit. He likes being challenged a little bit and, and, People telling him what he can't do. Um, I think he's going to respond very well to that. So again, great to catch up with Matt Dickman. Um, uh, let's let's transition a little bit here as we get towards the Ohio State years and uh, and what it was like there. Now, keep in mind, uh, did not begin his career there. Started off at Georgia, then transferred to Ohio State, which is a topic uh, we got a chance to visit with, among other things, with Ohio State head coach Ryan Day. Coach, appreciate your time, man. Uh, I guess first question for me, Justin Fields. Um, the first time you found out that he was going to be available, he's going to be transferring from Georgia, that, that first conversation you had with him, what was that like? Well, it was uh, just to kind of get to know you. And, you know, he was uh, a little emotional about everything. It was hard for him. And just talked to him about what this could be here and in our situation. Told him about our offense, told him about uh, my background with coaching quarterbacks and, and what um, you know, this potentially could, could turn into. And he was great. Uh, I got to be honest with you that the first couple of weeks, it was hard for him, um, you know, new here. I know there was times where he maybe even questioned it, but once we got through those first couple of weeks, he kind of took it and ran. You know, coach, what were your first impressions when you had a chance to work with him on the field? Immediately, you, you recognize the talent level uh, is just off the charts. And he didn't get a chance to play very much as a freshman at Georgia. So, you know, we start with a little bit of a blank slate that way. And when he got here, um, he picked things up very quickly. He, he learns very well. He's very intelligent, very talented. And to me, I looked at it like this. Okay, uh, I said to this team, to the to the staff, I said, well, he's six three. He's two hundred twenty five pounds. He's smart. He's really really accurate. Okay, can we coach? I <laughs> said because you can't ask for any more than this. So we'll find out what kind of coaches we have. I love that. Coach, he always seems so serious and so businesslike. Um, is there is there time maybe away from the field that, that Justin kind of uh, let his guard down a little bit? And uh, I just want to know, does he, is he laughing? Is he having fun? He just seems so serious-minded. You know, that's him. And he'd tell you that he feels most comfortable like that. He's very poised, very steady, doesn't get rattled very often. Uh, but, you know, there was a few times where uh, this year, he would uh, post a few things with the teammates dancing. It's fun to see, you know, when, when he does that. That's his personality. And, and the one thing I, I appreciate about Justin is he doesn't try to be somebody else. Uh, he, he's, he's true to who he is, and it's, it's pretty good. You know, Coach, uh, I think this year in the college football playoff semifinal, I think a lot of eyes were uh, awakened when we had a chance to see Justin's talent, but also his toughness. Um, in your experience, how often have you seen that toughness and competitive side come out of him? I see it a lot. I, I think he's one of the more competitively tough guys I've been around. You know, he only really missed two snaps that I can remember in his two years here. 
One was when he took a shot on his knee and sprained his MCL in the Team Up North game, and the next play came in and threw a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson in the back of the end zone. And then the shot he took at Clemson. The thing that I appreciate, though, that I attribute a lot of the, the traits of the successful quarterbacks who move on to the NFL are ones that can overcome adversity, that go through tough times. And I think Justin went through adversity through the whole Georgia thing, getting here, changing schools. But then also, you know, he he, he admits to you that he, he wasn't his best version of himself in, in Indiana and really Northwestern was clunky game. And so he needed to respond and come out of that because that's a huge deal with quarterbacks is how do you respond when you have a bad game? And, and the way he responded in that game in the biggest moment was, you know, six touchdowns and he wasn't going to be denied. I mean, uh, I can't tell you there's many quarterbacks that I've been around that would take a shot like that and come back in uh, in a play and throw a touchdown pass and go on to play the way he did. Fields down the field. Caught for a touchdown! Jamison Williams! And then go on and play uh, in the national championship game banged up without really practicing much. So this is a tough, tough guy who uh, has been very dependable for us. Coach, you've, uh, you've been an expert at this position for a long time. You've coached it at the NFL level at that position. To me, when I went back and watched the tape of the national championship game, even though the, you know, the win wasn't there, I came away thinking that was almost as impressive as what we saw in the Clemson game. What was your evaluation of how he played, and given the fact that you just mentioned he was beat up in that game against Bama? He played better than I thought he would. I mean, he really didn't practice much at all. I'm sure he was going to be able to play in the game, to be very honest. And uh, we had one padded practice that really didn't, he wasn't a part of going into that game. So the timing and, and everything about that going into that game was not something we felt comfortable with. And, uh, and I, I would go back and, like you said, watching the film with all those things against him, he did have really good snaps. He played well in that game. He didn't take chances, had a couple of big runs, a couple of nice, really nice throws. And, uh, you know, in a different time, in a different setting, who knows what that would have looked like. But I thought he competed and he always has done that. I've never seen him not. And um, no, again, when you just watch the film against a good defense and a really good team, obviously, he, he played well. You know, Coach, because you spent time in the National Football League and you, you got a chance to take Justin basically from scratch and kind of build him into this player in the offense. If you're in the National Football League, what kind of offensive scheme or system would you think would maximize his talents? I think early on, um, you know, an offense that is, you know, run, play action, uh, get him on the move. He's really good out of the pocket, um, you know, controlled passing game. And and then as time goes on and he starts to feel more and more comfortable in the pocket uh, with the third down and red zone and uh, drop back passing concepts, he'll, he'll continue to just build and the more reps he gets of that, the better. Uh, but but like any time you, you have a young quarterback, I think things where he's on the move and athletic and you know, give him the ability to make plays outside of the pocket, it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, the other thing, part of his game is when you study him in the red zone, he's really good down there. And so if we can, you know, find ways, we always felt like we could find ways to get the thing into the red zone, that he was really good down there. And so I think any kind of offense that is going to be able to put him in those type of situations, um, you know, he's going to do well early on. And uh, this is a guy who hasn't played a whole lot of football when you look at the grand body of work that he's had. And I think the potential is through the roof. Coach, you, you look at uh, what he did in the red zone, as you just mentioned. You look at what guys do on third downs. To me, usually that points to the preparation process. Uh, how would you describe the work that Justin puts in in the preparation aspect of playing that position? Yeah, one thing about Justin in the meeting room is you don't have to tell him something twice. Uh, he really picks things up quickly. And um, you know, his recall is very similar to Joe Burrow when uh, you know I was, I was here with Joe. He, he just understands things and then can take it to the field very quickly. I think that's a, that's a trait that, um, you know, not a lot of people have. And I, th I think the one thing, too, that he does a good job of is he can visualize a play on, on if you put it up on the screen and then talk about, well, what if they do this? What if they do that? You know, and he's already thinking about the different coverages that may show up. I think, um, you know, when you're young, when you have young quarterbacks, a lot of times you'll put a play in and they'll go put it on the field and then they'll see a coverage and they'll say, OK, so what do you want me to do against cover two? Or what do you want me to do when they brought zero pressure? You know, and I think the real good quarterbacks have already figured that out before they walk on the field, even if it's a new concept. And uh, he's done that. Uh, he did that from when he got here. And if he continues to do that in the NFL, then, you know, he's going to have a lot of good good plays and, and certainly good games. Coach, being the quarterback at the Ohio State University is akin to being a franchise quarterback. And so 
I would like to think that you probably expect him to act like a franchise quarterback by setting the example for his teammates with his work ethic and leadership. How did he handle the responsibilities of being the franchise quarterback at Ohio State? First off, he, he did everything the right way. Um, you, you never heard about Justin being out on town. You never heard of him, um, you know, not getting his rest or showing up in the building unprepared. Uh, he was one of the first guys in working with Mick in the weight room. He loves the weight room. Um, and I thought he handled the spotlight here very well. You know, he isolated himself for the most part and, and didn't expose himself to a lot of the things that come uh, outside. I thought he handled himself uh, with the media really, really well. Uh, you know, really talks about his teammates more than he would talk about himself. Um, I, he was built for that. You know, I felt like early on, uh, some guys get overwhelmed. He was built for that, for for being, like you said, a franchise quarterback. And you saw that here in, in a short period of time. And, you know, even when he had the setback last year against Clemson, we, we lost that game in a two-minute drill. Um, I thought he handled that with, with poise. And then all he did was just, you know, spend really the next 360-whatever days it was to get back to that game. And, and that's where the focus was. So uh, really well. And, you know, some guys get overwhelmed. Some guys, you know, uh, expose themselves to different things. I thought he did a great job. Coach, la- last uh, question from me. Just uh, having coached in the NFL and having coached Justin, what, what would be kind of your, your parting words of advice there for him as he goes on this uh, on this journey to the next level? That, first off, you know, we've talked about this before, is that, you know, he has to continue to be himself. He's got to push the envelope. Um, he has to have urgency. He can't sit around and take a backseat to anybody. But at the same time, there's going to be downs. And, you know, how you handle those ups and downs are going to be critical to your longevity in the league. You know, they're going to have good games. And you can't all of a sudden show up the next week when you have a great game thinking that you've made it because you're going to get that you haven't made it, you know, and, and you're going to uh, get some humble pie in that league. And then the same, same token, if you have a bad game, you all of a sudden can't fall apart and self-destruct. And you have to be steady. And that's what he is. Like, he doesn't usually typically ride the emotional roller coaster. Um, so it's going to take a lot of hard work. There's going to be a lot of people who are coming after him. That's the way it goes in that league. And, um, you know, not only in his position, but just across the board. I mean, it's just a very, very competitive, unforgiving league. And understanding all those things going in, um, I I think he does. Um, But, you know, he's not a finished product. He isn't. He knows that. Um, He's got a huge ceiling. It's going to be fun to watch. All right, Buck, what was your your biggest takeaway there from that conversation? Uh, My my biggest takeaway is just – how he recognized the talent level immediately and how he just wanted to see how they could maximize those skills. And then the big thing was the toughness, how he displayed the toughness that we all covet in quarterbacks and how Ryan Day was able to kind of get a firsthand view of that in the college football playoff this year against Clemson. And so we can talk a lot about a bunch of different things that Justin Fields brings to the table as a quarterback, that exhibition of toughness, um, is one of those things that a lot of evaluators will really hang on to because you have to be a tough guy to play this position in the pros. Yeah, I think that's a huge, that's a great point. It's huge in the evaluation process. Something that we've heard Urban Meyer talk about in the past is just how key that toughness ingredient is. And there is no question when you watch that Clemson game and see the shot that he took and him coming back out there um, about his toughness, his competitiveness. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me about the recall, and that goes back to our Patrick Mahomes you know, conversation when he came into the studio that draft year or we both kind of were a little bit skeptical uh, on how that was going to work with him going forward because he was so raw. And then the recall that he had when we were visiting with him, we're like, whoa, okay, this is different. This is a smart dude, man. And uh, and Justin Fields having that recall is going to serve him very well. Absolutely. It's being able to understand the pictures, being able to take past moments and learn from those and pull those moments out when you're in the middle of a game and something similar reappears. That recall is critical. And we've been around a bunch of great quarterbacks. We've talked to them. We've interviewed them. And, and, and that is kind of a common thread that they have the ability to to remember an old experience and to utilize the lessons learned from that experience to make them a better player in the moment. So Justin Fields certainly displays that ability. Yeah, well, we're going to keep this theme going here about some of the toughness uh, because that's what came up in your conversation uh, with Super Bowl winning head coach Trent Dilfer, who's been around Justin for a long time, uh, going back to, to the Elite 11 days there in 2017. So here's your chat with Trent. What were your first thoughts when you saw Justin Fields for the first time? Uh, rare, rare physical specimen. 
uh, you know, his his size, his power output, uh, his speed. And he's a true burner. Uh, and then a craftsman like, you know, most of those guys are the butcher. They, uh, you know, they have a big machete and they chop up meat and they make you a pastrami sandwich like they're not real precise. Uh, very rarely do you find these specimens that are also surgeons. Uh, they know how to handle the tiniest tool that can save your life. And he really approaches his craft with a burning desire to get better. He's been working with Quince forever in Atlanta. Uh, he's, he's always working on becoming more efficient as a passer. Uh, show really showed up uh, in the playoff game against Clemson. You saw the nuance to his game. From the pocket, a strike across the middle. Uh, he's a guy that uh, is can physically do everything, but doesn't rely on that all the time. So he's like a passer as long as he can be a passer, and then he'll become an athlete. I think in the NFL, with you know quarterback uh, design runs, uh, you don't use them a lot, but when you use them, you tend to see walk-in touchdowns by Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or whoever it is. I think he can be a weapon that way. I don't think that's being talked enough about. Uh, with him is to separate him from some of the other guys. Uh, that's a huge advantage in the tight red, short yardage, end of game situation. I mean, how many one score games you see in the NFL where you're in a four minute situation and it's third and four? And if you get the first down, you win the game. If you don't, you punt. You got to punt it to Aaron Rodgers, and he's got 58 seconds left in the game to beat you. Like that's where these quarterback driven runs are really hard to defend. I think Justin's a massive weapon in that. He's a tough guy. I think that's something that's not nearly – I've read through all these evaluations of these players, and everybody has a lot of good stuff to say. The one biggest thing that's in their evaluation is their toughness. Uh, this is a position where you have to be a tough guy, uh, physically and mentally. He's a tough man's tough guy. Uh, people will, will point to the playoff and say, oh, yeah, we saw him play injured. <clears throat> it's more than that. It's the mental, uh, emotional resolve that he's shown through his high school school years, his college years, what happened to him at Georgia, the transfer to Ohio State, negative talk around him, uh, all the different things that's happened in his in his life. He is just, he's developed a grit and a resolve and a toughness that I, I will stamp it right now. He'll be a wild success in the NFL because of that. You know, it's funny because um, with the Justin Fields evaluation, I feel like people are missing the it factor, the special qualities that he's displayed in high school and some of the times that we've been around him. When you look at him, do you see the it factor in Justin Fields in his game? Absolutely. Uh, he has, you know, the it factor, we did a whole show on it. It's very hard to quantify, but you feel it. Uh, it's very hard to write it down what it is, yet you see it. Uh, I, I think you have to be around the position a lot. I think you have to be around team dynamics a lot. You have to kind of know, you have to have some insider information uh, from his coaches, his teammates, uh, both at Georgia and Ohio State, going back to high school. I think you need to have a little context. Uh, this is a kid that's always had the it. We spent a lot of time with him as a counselor this summer at Elite 11. They have that it quality where they make everybody around them better. Uh, there's a humility to them, even though they have every reason to be brash and, and arrogant. Uh, there's a there's a quality to them where they always want to learn, but yet they're confident. They don't doubt what they've learned already, but they want to learn more. Uh, there's a bunch of elements to this, but yeah, Justin has it. And uh, he's got more of it than you need. And uh, he's he's an exciting prospect because the physical traits, the mental emotional traits, and then let's call them the it traits, the it factor. Well, Buck, again, I just, you know, we start getting themes. When we do these 360 episodes, you start to develop themes when you get different people saying the same thing. And I love the fact that toughness is part of the DNA here of Justin Fields. Yeah, toughness has to be a big part of it, and it is a part of who he is. Now, some of that could be from his background coming up. Um, Dad's a former Marine and a cop, and so he got that tough love in the house. And so he competes. He's a competitor, and I think all competitors have a level of toughness and grit that sustains them in, in really challenging moments and circumstances. And we've seen that on a few occasions from Justin Fields. And there are a lot of coaches that are uh, testifying to his ability to be one of the tougher guys. No doubt. Um, all right. This next guest is is one that I was excited to hear you were going to get a chance to visit with because uh, somebody we've known of for a long time. I just got a chance to, to visit with him, meet him this year for the first time. and was so impressed 
uh, with John Beck, a former quarterback at BYU, uh, was a second-round pick. To me, somebody that uh, has really emerged as one of the top voices in the quarterback space has done a really good job with a lot of existing veteran guys uh, as well as working with some of these younger quarterbacks. Um, You had a chance to visit with him because he's been working uh, with Justin Fields at the 3D QB training company. Um, So here's your chat with John Beck. Uh, What have been your impressions of Justin since you guys have connected? He's been great. I've enjoyed every day I've had Justin out there. Um, You know, from the minute he came in, I didn't have a chance to work with him before. So like most times, I, you know, I, I watch a guy play during the season. I see him play in this huge game against Clemson and just absolutely just take over the game and play amazing and do it through injury as well. And you watch it on tape and you're wowed by a lot of things. And then you get to see him in person. You get to meet him and he's focused and he's determined and he works hard and he comes out here, he competes. And it's been a really cool situation to have uh, Zach, Justin. We also have Kyle Trask and these guys get out here every single day. And we have KJ Costello as well, the Stanford transfer to Mississippi State, but these guys get Mm -hmm. out here. And I mean, it is just a competition every single day. And you can see why a guy like Justin Fields was able to play on such a big stage. You can see why when he goes in a playoff game versus Clemson, uh, he wants that. He wants those moments. And it's been an awesome experience for me to be around him, to be in the film room, to get up on the whiteboard and talk through everything. You know, the team that gets Justin's going to really like what he brings to the table. What is the one thing that might have surprised you about Justin upon meeting him? I did not know that Justin had a background in baseball. And Justin's oh, a very yeah. athletic guy. Like you watch him on tape and you just see this strong, powerful, like so hard to bring down in the pocket. I, I was so impressed when I got to talk through with him what he was going through, what he's having to process, and then his ability to make plays. And I mean, he just looks the part of a guy that when he walks in the locker room, you're like alpha. That dude just looks the part. But it was so cool for me to know the backstory of his life, just how involved he was in baseball, how much baseball he played. To me, right off the bat, that just, as a coach, I see, wow, there's so much I can do with that background. All all these guys that come from uh, other sports, immediately you know, oh my gosh, if he has this in his background, here's what I can do if he has this in his background. So it's been really cool to know that about Justin and push him in some areas because he can make those off script, you know, sliding left, make those tough throws because of that background that he has. Uh, And so to me, that was a really cool thing to figure out and then apply that to our practice field and some of our workouts. For guys like, like Justin Fields, I had watched him, you know, through these last couple of years. I knew about him when he went to Georgia, but I don't have that interaction with him until he gets here. And just watching the way that he approaches things, he's already approaching things like a true professional. Uh, he's here early. He asks to get extra time in. You know, he gets an opportunity to, to, to prepare for his interviews. And he calls me on the phone and says, hey, can you help me kind of prepare this offense? Can you can like, can we go over this again? Because I want to nail it. I, I love more of that baseball conversation, I, you know, Buck, to me, it's a positive, right? There's a lot of positives you take from that. And we talked earlier, you mentioned, you know, Matthew Stafford and uh, you talk about Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield in baseball. But to me, let's go back to John Elway for crying out loud. Uh, I mean, this is not a uh, this is not a bad thing to have that baseball in your background. I think John Beck did a good job explaining that. Yeah, explaining it. I think the bigger thing was John Beck talking about the alpha personality of Justin Fields displays when he kind of walks in the room. He walks in with a level of confidence that you can tell he's an alpha guy. He doesn't shrink. Uh, the fact that they were working together with a bunch of notable quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Kyle Trask, uh, KJ Costello, guys that he's known along the way, but also guys that he's kind of competing with in terms of where they're going to stack in the pecking order. Uh, I like hearing those things. I like hearing those guys are competitive, but it's not combative. They're able to kind of yeah. get their work done, but you, you always want to one up the next guy. You like that. I like competitors at the position. I also like tough guys. No doubt. All right, let's get to a couple teammates here. Uh, one current and one former. Uh, both play the same position. We've got Trey Sermon and J.K. Dobbins coming up here in a second. But let's uh, let's start off, first of all, with your conversation with Ohio State running back Trey Sermon. You know, so at Ohio State, you guys went on a tremendous run. You win the Big Ten. You go into the college football playoff. Uh, your quarterback, Justin Fields, has a tremendous game in the semifinal, as you did as well. Um, when you're playing with a guy like Justin Fields in the backfield, what is it about him? How is he as a leader? He's a great leader. Um, I mean, he he stepped up all the time. I mean, just to encourage guys, get guys going. 
Um, if you feel like we can be better, I mean, he, he's going to speak up and, and, and tell us. And he also leads by example. I mean, uh, he, he again, he, he's a great guy. And, I mean, he, he plays extremely well. So, I mean, we see our quarterback playing well. I mean, we want to help him out as much as we can. Yeah, I would say, Buck, probably more by example than vocal. That doesn't really surprise me, right? You know, that's something that uh, um, that you seem to get when you talk to other folks, which I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah, I am too, because I think uh, Justin has been very, very outspoken about his introverted demeanor and nature and persona. It's not a very natural, uh, outgoing or whatever guy, but he wants to just go and do the work. And he hopes that by doing the work and setting the example, his teammates will follow. And to this point, we've seen it. We've seen on big stages, his teammates have been able to uh, rise raise up their level of play. And some of that is due to Justin Fields being able to take his game up a notch. No doubt. Um, well, I mentioned a couple running backs here. Um, you also had a chance to visit with the former Ohio State running back and current Baltimore Raven running back, J.K. Dobbins, uh, about his uh, impressions of Justin Fields. You know, you think about the standard. Of late, you guys have also been able to produce quarterbacks. And so you played with Justin Fields, who is one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft. What makes Justin feel special as a player? Yeah, so he's an all-around guy. You know what I'm saying? He's going to work hard. He's going to be the first in, last out. He's going to try to find an edge to beat his opponent. He's trying to win everything. You know what I'm saying? And then he's in the film room. He's going to study. He's going to study, study, study. And then, like, this guy, given talents, you see him. He, he's fast. Then he, his arm talent. He can throw. He got a rocky as an arm. You know what I'm saying? So, he just got it all, man, and um, he, he's gonna be—he's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. You know, a lot of the, what goes to playing successfully at quarterback in the National Football League has to do with your leadership ability. What kind of leadership qualities and traits does Justin Fields display? Yeah, that's, he's a leader. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I—he his first year with me, he was new to Ohio State, and he still came in, and he's. He, you could see him grow as a leader. You know what I'm saying? He was a young guy, but he was growing as a leader. Towards the end of the year, he was leading the team. You know what I'm saying? And then this past year, you could just see it. The guys, he was commanding everyone. You know what I'm saying? He was That was his team. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, when he gets hurt, he's coming back in. He's, he's, a, he's a warrior. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when guys see their leader, you know, get hurt and come back in, that makes him play hard. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he brings to the table. He's going to gonna make everyone around him better. And um, he's going to lead. He's going to make sure he's going to try to win that game, you know what I'm saying, for the team. You know, it's funny because you have an opportunity to play with a guy, Lamar Jackson, who is a unique talent as a as a runner and a playmaker in the backfield. Justin Fields has shown ability to run, but he's also a special athlete. Um, What is his athleticism like when you're in the backfield together? What is Justin Fields like as an athlete when you're playing beside him? Yeah, similar, similar to Lamar, but not as quick. Lamar is like a Lamar is different in that area, you know what I'm saying? Lamar, he can do it all as well. Lamar is like lightning quick too, you know what I'm saying? But Justin Field, athleticism, he has it all. Fields picks up the defense and rolls and has some yardage and still knifing through defenders. He's fast, he has the arm talent, and he also he's also strong. He's strong too. He can he can he might run through some arm tackles too. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He come through the hole or whatever. He got a scramble or something. He running through the hard time. It's, it's hard to bring him down. Yeah, he's definitely gifted athletically. What do you think, Buck? Big takeaway there from J.K.? Well, I think the big takeaway is when J.K. Dobbins made the comparison between Fields and Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he has a front-row ticket to see Lamar Jackson each and every week, and he talks about mm-hmm. the explosiveness and the speed and how he really complimented uh, Fields on not necessarily being as fast, but – just talking about how strong and how physical he is, being able to run through arm tackles. I would say that that's probably been an underutilized part of his game that m- you might could see a little more of in the pros. Uh, when we think about the quarterback run game and how effective it can be, particularly down near the red zone, Justin Fields' athleticism, his strength and toughness could enable an offensive coordinator to kind of put him in situations where he can get those points on the board by utilizing his legs as well as his arm yeah you talk about just toughness and being a warrior um those are great those are great traits again um you know when we look at uh, we look at justin and we look at what he can be at the next level um buck I, I think we've we've talked about this a lot 
of the quarterbacks that have come into the league and had success over the last five to 10 years. You've got to be able to create and make some things happen with your legs while you're gaining the experience and the knowledge where you can win the game, you know, between your ears. He's going Mm -hmm. to get there. All these young quarterbacks, you need time before you can get enough experience to be able to, to play the game the way these veteran quarterbacks play it. But in the meantime, we've seen young quarterbacks come in and have success because they can use their legs to get out of trouble. Um, They can create, they can make some things happen. And then the exciting part is when all of that knowledge collects to go along with the physical traits, then you see an explosion like we saw last year with Josh Allen. It's funny that you bring up Josh Allen because I think that is the player that I would uh, closely compare Justin Fields to. Uh, There's been a lot of conversation about Justin Fields maybe sticking on his reads, being a little late. Um, whether he can get to his third or fourth player in the progression. But I will say his athleticism enhances or gives him an opportunity to be able to play at a high level despite having that as a flaw. And as we saw, as we watched Josh Allen evolve and become one of the top quarterbacks in the league, I think you could see Justin Fields have a similar evolution to help him have high levels of success at the next level. Um, I just think it's about creating a blueprint that allows him to play to his strengths while he continues to refine his game and become the complete player that many of us think he can become. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, he has got a tremendous upside. Uh, There is a lot to love about Justin Fields. I think, as with all these quarterbacks, be a little patient. Just be a little bit patient. Um, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off in a big way for whoever drafts him and uh, and where he ends up. We're excited to follow his career. Again, Bucky, you've known him going back to high school. He's an easy kid to root for. Um, and it's going to be, again, fun to just follow his journey. Whoever gets him uh, going to be very fortunate and is going to have a chance to have a special player for a long, long time. And, any other final thoughts here as we wrap it up? No, I think he's one of the more talented players that we've seen come through. Um, he is a unique dual threat playmaker with the size speed toughness and athleticism that you love while also having the arm talent so depending on where he goes man we could be talking about a guy who emerges as a superstar yeah we cannot wait uh, to see how this all shakes out but i hope you guys have enjoyed it Um, again this is uh, one of a few we've got a few episodes this year on the 360 series be sure to check the others out Um, i think you will enjoy them if you've enjoyed this one uh, as much as we have putting it together so Uh, We appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for hanging with us today. This has been Move the Sticks 360, Justin Fields. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.